Hello, hello, and welcome to another episode of Saddest Nights Out. My name is Roy, the host of this daily podcast. It's episode 328, Wednesday, 4th of January, and this is my third attempt to record this because twice now I've made it to the 20-minute mark. This is one downside to, I, I guess, the one downside to using this app for recording podcasts. It's great for the immediacy and going from thought to action with minimal barrier to entry, but it also means that if you've recorded, say, 20 minutes of talking and then someone calls you, you will lose everything you've just recorded. And you will have to start again. <laughs> Hence, this being take three. So I, And also might be a sign that maybe I shouldn't talk for as long as I have been doing. I, <laughs> what I wanted to say, and those other ones, which I'll try and say a bit quicker now so that I don't end up potentially losing everything again, is that... I'm very grateful to anyone who's listening, particularly Mike and Ken, who are two folks that have reached out to let me know they've already listened to or are listening to yesterday's episode. Anyone that's listening to this is welcome to reach out to me. You can find a link in the bio for this podcast wherever you're listening that will show you all the different places to find me, Twitter, TikTok, sending a voice note, etc., etc. You don't even have to reach out. It's just nice that you're here in the first place. But I do appreciate if anyone wants to say something back so it's more of a conversation, not too one-sided, although it is me talking at you for however many minutes at a time, so take that with a pinch of salt. Anyway, in this episode, <laughs> in serious danger of doing another 20 minutes that gets disappeared, Mike in particular said it's great to hear in the last episode that there have been some high points to what I've been up to the past few weeks, so that's what I wanted to talk about in this one in a bit more detail. Firstly, I've had a few what I'm calling mild viral moments on TikTok, and the running theme seems to be that these are instances where I've shared something that's like something in the dusty corner of my pop culture mind. It's not a particular theme I'm following or advertising this is what my this specific thing is what my page is about. It's just a particular observation that people seem to pick up on. The first one I had a while back was when I talked about this movie called Love Exposure. It's a Japanese film, came out in 2008. It's four hours long but it's got so much going on that it doesn't feel like four long hours. It flies by. And I only saw it because I happened to be watching the TV channel film 4 at like midnight, 1am, and that's when it came on. Hadn't heard about it, wasn't expecting it, but I gave it a try and it really made an impression on me. And I think in this day and age, there's less and less instances of that happening. I saw, I think it was on Twitter, I saw somewhere that we are moving away from the social media age and more towards a media recommendation algorithm age in that for me the start was myspace there was facebook there was instagram and on those platforms the main thing you would do is catch up with people that you knew personally if you couldn't talk to them via text or via phone calls or see them this was some substitute to still know what's going on in their life so if someone went on a holiday they'd share their pictures if someone went for a light out or had something happen in their personal life they'd share it there and you could send your congrats or commiserations or whatever and loosely keep in touch the especially on tiktok but generally these days it's less about keeping in touch with people you know and more about the algorithm of any particular platform trying to feed you more of what it thinks you will like as intensely as possible particularly tiktok some people have private tiktoks follow their friends private tiktoks and maintain that social side of social media but i think for most of us you just kind of let go and allow the algorithm to show you how impressive it can be. 
So the first one was love exposure. The second one was I asked the question. If you're not familiar, there's a term going around called Nepo babies or Nepo kids. These are Nepo as in nepotism. These are people in the entertainment industry who have parents, uncles, grandparents, other family that's also in the entertainment industry. And there's a recognisable surname or their relatives have done something significant, hold a significant position, or maybe they're just very, very wealthy and well-off. And so these people tend to get given the title of Nepo Nepo kids or Nepo babies. And I ask the question, whatever you think about Nepo kids, I think it's safe to say there's two people who fit the bill on paper but would not be considered Nepo kids. And those are the kids of Steve Irwin, the famous Australian wildlife enthusiast who passed away a, a while ago now. Technically, the, the kids are following in the footsteps of their parents in an entertainment-esque industry where their parents were famous, but culturally speaking, you wouldn't put them in the same... You wouldn't put them in an article like the one I mentioned where everyone else was in there. And I didn't put any bias in what I posted. It was just an observation, but the comments ran wild with people saying, you're right, you're wrong, they should be, they shouldn't be, this person should also be in the same consideration, and so on. Another video that went viral was... Mildly viral. I got like a million or so views or over half a million. Nothing crazy. It's not the kind of thing that's being shared on other platforms. But another one was comparing certain celebrities to Pokemon. So like Charmander evolves to Charmeleon, evolves to Charizard, and then there's Dark Charizard. And I said Charmander was Timothy Chalamet, Charmeleon was Harry Styles, Charizard was Matty Healy from the 1975, and Dark Charizard was Penn Badgley from the Netflix show You. And a lot of people saw the humour in that, because that's all it really was, just a humorous observation. No judgement, no... Not me placing my flag and making some big statement. It was just just a humorous observation. Most people took it that way. Some asked, who is Matty Healy? Some said the order should be different. Some said I should make more videos like that for other celebrities, which really isn't in my plan at all. It was a one-off. The funniest thing is that of those celebrities, Penn Badgley is the only one who I think has an official account on TikTok. He also has a podcast which has an account and both of those accounts were tagged numerous times by people in the comments and the podcast account replied with just a laughing face emoji which is really the only reply there is to this because I'm not making any bigger statement. And this was different to the time I went viral ages ago when I played along to some blinking game that was on TikTok because these ones, I haven't gained too many followers, but there's been a lot of attention and conversation. With the previous one, with the blinking, I think I gained like 15,000 followers in a week. And it was clearly people who were a lot younger than me, because that one, people would duet the video and play along in the blinking game with me. And it was clear a lot of them were a lot younger. And a lot of them followed me, hoping to see more videos like that, which is not what I'm about. So this version of going viral, it feels weird to say that, being having something popular feels healthier. Because people seem to recognise it's a bit of a take it or leave it. Ha, huh, that was humorous, so move on. But if you find something interesting about me or you decide to go on my page and check out other videos, you might go, oh, okay, this person generally seems interesting. Let me follow and see what else they do. That's the kind of audience I'm trying to go for. When it comes to going live, it started with me feeling very, very cold to the point I was wearing a hoodie on top of a like bathing robe with a hot water bottle tucked in on top of, you know, T-shirts and just normal clothes as well and a hat. And a scarf. And I thought, what if I played bass guitar to kind of, to do something physical to warm up in my room? And then I thought, what if I went live while doing that? What if I live-streamed me playing bass, just playing along to songs I like, which is something I've done since I was a teenager? 
and it happened to be a bit of a success. I think I got maybe 300 people at one time watching. I did warm up. I took off the, the, the hoodie, the robe, the hat, the hot water bottle, the scarf. And it was fun. It didn't feel too stressful to do. And I've done it a few times since without the, the robe and the hot water bottle this time, just dressed normally. And it's worked out pretty well. The most I've had, I think, was 500 people watching at one time. I think I might have... There might have been an instance when I topped 1,000 people watching at one time, and I can bet money it was while I was playing The Adults Are Talking by The Strokes, because that song just has something in it that makes the crowd go wild. I've had some humorous requests. Someone asked... Some people have asked for, like, Tool and Metallica, and I've had to say, let's... I appreciate the enthusiasm, but you are wildly overestimating my ability on bass guitar. Let's all, as a group, just collectively lower our expectations. I'm mostly playing along to songs by, like, The Strokes, Arctic Monkeys, Interpol, 2000s Indie Rock. That's the stuff that made me learn the instrument and the stuff that's easiest for me to play along to. Though I am trying to learn a few more songs. One particular request I've learned is She-Wolf by Shakira, which is a fun one, and thankfully not too technical or anything. So that's been working out. The other live I did was when I spoke to Jordan, a.k.a. Music for Cars 1975. That was a very impromptu thing. We talked for about two hours about the 1975 when I go live playing an instrument, there's a lot of people in the room, and if you double tap the screen while double tap the screen while watching, you send a like. The more likes you send, the more TikTok says, "Okay, this is clearly popular. Let's broadcast it to more people. Let's advertise it so more people know about it, and they might join in as well." When I was talking to Jordan, I didn't ask people to do that. There wasn't really that incentive because the people that happened to stumble upon it were clearly very interested in the subject, and it was almost more like a fireside chat. Or like a sleepover where you're just kind of staying up late to talk about a common interest. Again, not too much pressure. Something that just came naturally. That's what has, as well as it being very particular, different niches, but very specific. Things that just already interest me. And talking about it in very low, low stress ways. When it came to the video about the Nepo babies and about the Pokemon celebrities... Just, I just filmed myself talking for about 20 seconds in front of a green screen picture. And that was enough. It wasn't a lot of editing, editing, editing and pulling different things together and some highfalutin thing, to borrow a phrase. It was just me talking about something that was interesting. That's what I'm leaning into. Because I think there is just potential for more in that specific avenue. If you're a musician on social media, there's no shortage of people talking about trying to give you advice on how to do this properly and how to make it work. And the three things people suggest you do are entertain, educate, or inspire, which leads to a whole bunch of videos and particularly tweets that say things like, here are nine things you need to do in Pro Tools, or here are eight websites you need to use for X, Y, Z. And whenever I come across things like that, it ticks off like a, a reflex in me that's like, Suddenly I think I've got a test coming up and I need to study this thread of tweets or this video in order to pass this new imaginary test. What I only end up doing is bookmarking or saving that tweet or that video and never really coming back to it. But that that reflex has still been excited of, oh man, like a certain stress is let out because I'm like, oh, I need to look, I need to study this and this and this. I don't want to contribute to that. Although, side note, if you're anything like me and you never really like tweets on Twitter, you just bookmark a ton of them to the point where you'd need a full week of scrolling to scroll to the bottom of your bookmarks. Apparently this year, Twitter will make it so that you can save your bookmarks in folders 
for easier access. That is a little bit of a blessing to me. Let's see if it actually happens. So that's what I will do more of. I've had a very unexpected success with each of those things without really trying. I just happened to stumble upon those things and try, just accidentally do it, for lack of a better term, accidentally, and got a really good response. So now it's like, okay, well now let's deliberately do that consistently and see what happens there. Because that, as the title of this episode goes, is what's worked so far. When it comes, another video type of video I've been sharing is just montages of odd songs I remember from the 2000s. There are some songs like Standing in the Way of Control by The Gossip or Let's Make Love and Listen to Death from Above by CSS that I know once I share those, a lot of people will recognise those. But then there are songs like True Romance by Golden Silvers, where people in the comments are like, oh, I completely forgot about that song. And I'd almost argue I'm the only person on this platform who's talked about that specific thing in that context, in that way. And so people associate me with that across different topics. But it's that that feels more like a conversation than just a straight transactional thing of, I do really good covers and you only expect me to do great covers. And if I post a video that isn't that, you're not interested, keep scrolling. If it's more this type of thing that gains traction, then the audience I'm gathering is more inclined to follow me in whichever direction I take and to see where things go. That's the sweet spot I'm going for. Exhibit A through Z is this very podcast. It's not a specific thing that's talked about on this podcast. It tends to be a lot more freewheeling. And if you're listening, you get to the point where you expect that and you're along for the ride. Either I might illuminate something you hadn't thought of, or maybe you have an, a different opinion. Whichever way, the conversation is open. I would like to eventually direct it back towards where it was at the start, which is going to shows, talking to people at the shows, trying to capture whatever scene there is around live music, wherever I am, and with my own music progression as well. But at least in the meantime, there's no... There's, if that's the approach where it's just talking about interests I come across, there'll never be a shortage of things to talk about because we're living in an age... We we're all inundated with information. This just gives me some outlet to talk about it and hopefully gives you an outlet to hear about things you might not have or to join a conversation that you might not have elsewhere. So that's where my head is at with what's worked so far and what I intend to lean into. I'm also still cons- thinking about putting songs in the episodes because you can put a full song, you can put part of a song, and I was under the impression that means you can only listen to it on Spotify but I think most people that listen to this are only listening on Spotify anyway. If you are listening to this through a different platform, one thing I've thought about is how a real route to success for podcasts is that you film it as well. Spotify actually lets you watch some video podcasts on here. There are some podcasts that are exclusive to Spotify where you can listen or you can watch it on the platform, which is really interesting because everyone's essentially gunning for YouTube's patch of land because tiktok starts has let now lets you record longer videos and encourages it you can film something in landscape and when someone's scrolling through in in portrait something will come up that says you can turn your phone to landscape to watch this particular video that's five minutes that's real youtube territory spotify will now let you watch an hour and a half podcast as well as just listen to it i don't film what I'm doing here because I'm just recording into my phone. If I was to film, it would be using my phone as well. But maybe as time goes on, I might get to that as well as video interviews instead of just recorded ones like I've done in the past. 
But for all of that, watch this space. And if you'd like to help me get to that point, in that link in the bio, there is the Patreon link for £1 a month. And if you do wish to help see where this thing can go, if everything I've talked about sounds intriguing to you and you'd like to see what happens next, essentially, if you'd like to take a £1 bet on me, then feel free to join the Patreon. There's no exclusivity. There's no extra subscriber subscriber-only episodes or extra content or things like that. It's just to help this thing go along, which is a large part of the reason why I said it at just a pound and not two pounds for this, five pounds for this, ten pounds for that. I'm trying. It doesn't... It seems to go against the tide in this very capitalist situation we're in to do something like this where there isn't such a specific transaction where if you pay more, you get more. It's just you pay if you can, as little as I can ask for on Patreon just to keep this thing going for everyone. It's almost like a benevolence to it. Because I think there is a need for that attitude and that approach in this day and age. Anyway, I am getting close to 20 minutes. No one's called me yet. I best cut and run before I get interrupted again and have to record all of this again. Thank you very much for listening. Link in the bio of this podcast if you want to say hey. Otherwise, I will most likely see you again on tomorrow's episode. And until then... Take care.